0: Welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB, Get Your Sexy Back, Health and Fitness Movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds, and on that journey, I found joy, peace, and more self-love. That's how the GYSB Movement got started, because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey, and now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. It's GYSB Talks, and I'm your host, Carla Palmer. Today's topic Journey to Fitness at Any Age. That's right. You can start a fitness journey at any age. And we've got a special guest here today with us. We have Dahlia Douglas Ingram, and she's going to share her journey to fitness at 49. Let me tell you a little bit about Dahlia. Dahlia is a 55 year old wife, mother, and grandmother. She began her fitness journey at the age of 49 when debilitating perimenopausal symptoms and the stresses of a shift-working 20-year career as a 911 dispatcher started to negatively impact her health. After decades of leading a sedentary life, she made the decision to implement positive lifestyle changes in order to deal with the changes that midlife was sending her way. She began a process of strengthening her body, both physically and mentally, while documenting her journey on Instagram. Through sharing her story, she hopes to share, she hopes to show midlife women that change is possible at any age, and it's not too late. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Carla. Wow, I'm so happy to be here.
0: I am too. I I love interesting stories, and I know my audience, I've gotten feedback. They love them too. And there are a Mm -hmm. lot of women in the audience who may not have yet started a fitness journey. And so I thought, you know, as I was following you on Instagram, I thought, wow, she'd be a great guest for the podcast. You fit right in line with with the overall messaging of this podcast. So I really am appreciative of you saying yes. So so 20 years doing an incredibly intense and stressful job as Uh a dispatcher where at moments you answer the phone, people are panicked. And it's really kind of like a lot on you to decide like how to, you know, move forward with this whole call. So you're doing mm-hmm. this for like 20 years. That has to be stressful. Uh-huh. It was, it's, mm-hmm. it's,
1: I would say just using empathy, putting yourself in that person's position, trying to treat that person the way you would want your family member to be treated when they call in. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm very proud of the job that I did for 20 years. Um, it wasn't easy, especially raising a family. I have three adult, adult children. So I raised my family, I'm married, been married for 33 years now. So it was a struggle and it was a juggle, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I am proud of my career and I'd like to think that I helped quite a, quite a few people along the way.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are so many people out there who are grateful for you and how you responded in their time of need. Um, what so as far as fitness, right? So you have this stressful mm-hmm. job. What, what did you do if you weren't working out during those 20 years to relieve
1: some of the stress that you were do, having at work? Well, what I did was I, um, I had a good family life. That's what, when I wasn't working out, that's what kept me going. No, I have a, I have a very supportive family. Really. I have, a, an extended family that's more like a village. So mm-hmm. our households were intertwined. My sisters live within five minutes. One of them live within five minutes of me, another within 10 minutes of me. So our houses were interchangeable. I wouldn't have been able to do this job if I didn't have their help. They were the ones that would pick up at soccer practice when mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. So I owe my success in my career to, you know, my family who helped me pick up the slack. Literally, I mean, my shifts were grueling. I did days afternoons night it was rotating shifts and I did that for you know now it's at like 25 years I've recently retired um after 25 year career but mm-hmm. um I owe the of um of that job and that the the dealing with the stress of that job for as long as I did I owe that to my family for just mm-hmm. helping me to still be that mom that um showed up For Mm -hmm. things when even after a night shift, like, you know, they would get homework ready for me or check my kids homework so that I could get some sleep, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's how I've been, I was able to manage.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just a a testament to how important it is um, to have a village and to have Uh really strong, solid relationships with people Uh who are willing to step in for you. In that mm-hmm. way, and it says a lot about you that they were willing to do that. So, oh, I'm, absolutely, I'm happy, yeah, happy to hear that you had that experience. You started working out at 49. What was it that prompted you to say, you know what, I'm going to start this fitness journey and I'm going to get serious about it?
1: Well, you know, I started just like you said, it was at age 49, I was a few months shy of my 50th birthday. Um, the symptoms of perimenopause became debilitating for me. I experienced the full gamut of symptoms. I had uh, uh, hourly hot flashes. And when I say hourly, I could literally set my clock to every hour that I would get hot flashes. I had insomnia. I had anxiety, brain fog, mood swings. And there was a lack of confidence that came with this that just I mm-hmm. was not ready for and um it was um at a time where i was 20 years into my career at that time Mm -hmm. and 20 years working varying rotating shifts in a career that is emotionally and mentally taxing right Mm -hmm. so as difficult as it was i was managing i thought i was killing it right i was that super mom that did the you know the gourmet meals and had my kids in every single sport and Mm -hmm. you know whether it's uh Piano, swimming, whatever. I did it and I managed. What I thought, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, when menopause hit, all the things that were manageable, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. it just floored me. Gut punch, where you kind of realize I'm not okay. And um, it made me ha- have to rethink what I wanted for myself. Mm -hmm. And it made me pause. So it wasn't all bad because without that, I probably would have just kept going on that hamster wheel, but it made me pause. And I knew that I had to do something to help myself to counteract the changes that mother nature was throwing at me. And Mm -hmm. I knew that if I didn't make these changes, there was no way I was going to get through this part of my life whole. So um, my daughter, she had a fitness trainer and she's always singing his praises and saying, you know, Mom, I'm, I'm getting so much stronger since I started working out with him. And the word strong struck out for me. When I heard strong, I thought, damn, I need to feel strong again. I mm-hmm. feel like I have, I'm unmotivated, I'm unhealthy. And um, I just wanted to that to change. So I asked her uh, for his number. And I sent him a text and I said, I have never exercised in my life other than the occasional Zumba class at the gym or a yoga class here and there, but I need your help. And he said, come on in. I was, sh- I was like, I wanted him to say no, because I really didn't know if I was ready, but I, he said yes. And he actually said, come in on Monday at such and such a time we're going to, we're going to get started.
0: What made you think he was going to say no?
1: Well, you know what, Carla, when I go to the gym, I see all these, uh, I'm 49 years old. I've never worked out. And his um, clients are fit and they're young and they're, you know, so in my mind, because there was that self-confidence again, that I was lacking, right? Mm -hmm. I thought for sure, he's going to say, you know what, maybe you can start doing a little bit of the gym and then come I didn't realize that he would be that gung- ho to work with me because I had never worked out in my life right mm-hmm. and um, um, I remember walking to the door and I knew this this was different for me. I had had so many starts that just never went anywhere. so okay. I would you know join the gym I would be all gung-ho for like the first month. You know, you pay that one year contract and you probably get a good 10 session of it and you pay the whole year. You're still at square one. So Mm -hmm. but somehow that day I knew that I was walking out to heal myself. I knew I was going to change my life and Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I think it was a, I say the only way to explain it is desperation. I was desperate to make changes and I was desperate to do something to help myself hmm.
0: But it's it definitely sounds like it was a mindset thing. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know, they sign up with a trainer and they go through all of this work and they they don't necessarily do everything it takes as far as mindset shifting mm-hmm. to actually sustain with what they started out doing. So I think exactly. for you, like you said, you were desperate and you were thinking, mm-hmm. this is something that has to change because I want my life back. I want my strength right. back. I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want to do the second half of my life in this way.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it was. I I just didn't want to spend that next chapter sitting on the sidelines. I wanted to start moving. I wanted to start feeding my soul. I wanted to do something for me. I've been doing for other people all my life. So, I just was ready. And, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how each person everybody's an, it's individual. Um the my catalyst will be different than someone else's catalyst, but that was just that was mine.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what you're talking about really is, is creating or coming up with thinking about your why and mm-hmm. making sure that it's solid. It's solid yeah. on the days when mm-hmm. you don't feel like going to work out, you have to go back to the reason why you even started in the That's first place. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to remind yourself, okay, you might not be necessarily motivated to do what mm-hmm. needs to be done right now but if you can get past that and think about the real reason why you're working out in the first place yes. all of the things yes. that you said it's going to make you lace up your sneakers and get on out
1: there and do your darn that's again. right that's right yeah and you know your why has to be bigger than all of your excuses right yes so yeah. my why was always me that woman that I don't want to look into the eyes of that woman in that bathroom mirror and not recognize her. I mm-hmm. want to live with purpose, live on purpose for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have something to give to my family later on. I don't want to be a shell of that woman that, you know, that used to do all these things. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, somewhere along the line, she lost it. I mm-hmm. wanted to get that back. Um, so I wanted to pour into myself. I wanted to, how am I going to um, have anything to give my family if I haven't given myself anything, mm, right? Mm, mm, so I had to um, make that decision. And mm-hmm. I, I'm so glad I did. I, I It literally gave me a whole new lease on life. And I'm not, you know, I know it sounds all, you know, you know, book-like and poo-poo, but it's true. <laughs> it gave me, it gave me a whole new lease on life because I never knew that I would ever get that energy back.
0: You started to work with the trainer and then mm-hmm. your, body's, your body started
1: to readjust. Like tell me what mm-hmm. happened physically for you. I think that a lot of, uh, for perimenopause, self-care, I know you can take your medication, you can do all of this, but for me, I needed self-care. Self-care uh, changed a lot for me. A lot of the perimenopause symptoms that were mental for me, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, exercise helped me with that and it may not help anyone else or I shouldn't say anyone else but it may not help uh, maybe my neighbor or whoever but for me that helped me like just um, changing the way that I moved my body actually moving my body helped me it Mm -hmm. helped me I strengthened my body physically but in the process of strengthening my body physically I was strengthening my mind Right? Yes. I was getting, yes. um, I was getting that mood boost that I needed mm-hmm. right because I lacked the mood boost I was I was low I was really low but when I accomplished something in the gym or when I laced up my sneakers I was happy mm-hmm. and I had joy and happiness and joy that was something that I for the maybe Eight months that I started experiencing this before uh, perimenopause, before starting at the gym and starting to, you know, physically um, move my body. Um, prior to that, the um, the joy was gone for me. Mm-hmm. It really was, um, and that was in my professional life and in my personal life. Yeah, because I was unmotivated at work as well, because I just I wasn't resting. The insomnia was real, mm-hmm. and at work at home. I was sitting down and not doing anything to help myself Mm -hmm. so if you give your body inactivity your body will be fine with it and will say give me more but if you start moving your body your body will crave movement and will adjust to the movement and want you to keep going so whatever Mm -hmm. you give your body is what you're going to get out of it
0: hmm. That's what I would say. You're do, do the good things for your body and it will thank you for
1: it. It will thank you for it. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so I have another question. So you said that some of the perimenopausal symptoms were fatigue and insomnia mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. anxiety and you were mm-hmm. just tired. Right. Mm-hmm. How did you find the will and the strength to actually physically go and do the gym activities that you were being assigned with the trainer?
1: You know, I feel, I feel that that question is something that is hard to answer. Okay. It's like when you are doing something that you love, mm-hmm. you just find, you, you start, you find the time, you find the energy mm-hmm. and success to me was a big motivator. Okay. And I started to see changes in myself, in my health, in my, um, uh, my mental health, in my body, even seeing changes in my body that motivated me to keep going. So okay. somehow I, I found the energy because I was motivated to, to do it. And I, I because it. I, loved, I loved it so much. So I didn't, so if you think that people might go, oh, okay, so did she just get rid of perimenopausal symptoms cause she started working out? That was absolutely gonna be my last question. No, absolutely not. I still went to the doctor and did what I needed to do to take care of that, right? But um, some of the things that medication could not fix yeah. I was able to um, to help help myself and get to know myself better through physical fitness also with um, certain things whether it was coffee I realized oh my gosh coffee gave me more frequent hot flashes so I mm. would go down on my coffee just little things and when you pause you're able to be so much more in tune with your body mm. and try to fi- trying to figure out what works for you and what what does not mm-hmm. and that's what that's what happened with me. I was able to clear, get clarity somehow, if that makes sense, enough to kind of sit down and evaluate what things I need to do to, um, to get through this, this part of my life whole. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you do any journaling as far as like paying attention to certain foods like the coffee mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm. how your body reacted to those certain foods? Or did you, you, were you just kind of mindful and were able to remember like, oh, when I had coffee last time? then I, I feel like I have more frequent hot flashes. Like, how did that work for you?
1: I just basically, um, I didn't do the journaling yet. I mm-hmm. am doing journaling now. Mm-hmm. But when I first started, it was just um, me reminding myself. I, so I kind of kept um, note because I would listen to other people who were going. And there was this one lady that I um, I. Heard say she has one coffee in the morning prior to 12 o'clock and she Mm -hmm. doesn't have any more afterwards because of all the issues with uh with with her hot flashes. And I said, wait a second, Mm -hmm. I have a coffee whenever I darn well feel like it. And I was like, wait a second, she might be on to something. So let me revisit, let me visit that, right? And um, so it's just was trial and error. I didn't the only thing that I did journal. I journaled the frequency of my hot flashes because I needed to show my doctor what was happening with me. So I would, I would journal like that and write it down. The journaling for me started later on when I realized how important it is. And if if you, as I was researching the different treatments and the different things that perimenopausal women were doing to, um, to thrive in midlife, journaling just always kept coming up. So I, I bought myself, uh, several journals. I have a manifestation journal. I have a, re- then I have just my regular daily journal and, um, it helps so much to put things on paper.
0: Mm-hmm. you have any time of day that you journal? Morning. Okay. I journal first thing in the morning.
1: However, when I was at work, cause I, like I said, I am retired now. So when I was first at work, it wasn't a thing where I could journal first thing in the morning because it would depend on what shift I was on. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I journaled whenever I was ready to start my day and it could mean in the morning, if I was on day shift, it could mean a little later in the day if I was on afternoons and if I was on night shift, it could mean maybe when I got up in the evening from that nap as a night shift worker. Right. So I had to, I had to, um, I didn't have a specific time at that, at that time. No but okay. now it's a morning thing for me
0: and do you do any other sort of spiritual routines that you could share with other people
1: absolutely so um i have my devotional so i mm-hmm. read devotional every day for the years of working shift work i could never get um, a routine going with church i could yeah. not get a routine going because I would wake up Sunday morning, I'd be exhausted if I worked till midnight and I just, you know, I just could not get there. Mm-hmm. But right now for the last year or so, I have been making a, it a priority to be at church. I've started volunteering at church. Nice. I started joining the prayer groups every Wednesday at 6.30 on mm-hmm. Zoom.
0: You mm-hmm. know,
1: I, we share our prayers, we uplift. And that has really, really made a difference in, I guess, just feeding my soul. Mm -hmm. And just especially we do them on Wednesdays, what I find is it makes that midweek when you're about to like feel like ready to pull your hair out, that just centers me. It centers me so much that Wednesday evening prayer meeting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What
0: have you what have you done since you've retired? You know, I'm sure you're trying to figure out what your routine or what your life is going to look like now that you re- you've retired. What are some things that you're thinking about or some things that you've put into place already?
1: Okay, well, you know what? Um, I promised myself when I retired that I would be still. Mm. I had never had an opportunity, to be, well, I shouldn't say never, but for the 25 years of my career, I was on that hamster wheel, I was never still. I told myself that the first thing I would do is not just jump into, you know, a new career or some new um, project. I mm-hmm. would be still so that I could, some, something will speak to me, right? Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. get through a 25-year career doing the kind of job that I did without needing to heal. Mm-hmm. And I have to give myself enough time to heal before I um, move on to anything else. Um, Right now, you know, for my husband and I, we have some properties that we manage and that takes up quite a bit of my time. Um, So I I am busy in that regard. I have my grandson. I get to spend time with him. He's 21 months old. Um, It's just a joy. It is just a joy to be able to have that time to spend with him. Um, As far as any uh, changes later on. I'm not sure yet, but I do want to start a blog. I do okay. want to um, do a little bit more documenting of this journey that I'm on because um, it's not finished. This is Are a lifestyle in... change for me. Are mm-hmm, you in, in
0: menopause now?
1: No, preparing. Okay. Yeah, I'm not fully. Uh, it's it's been a long journey. It's been five years. Yeah. It's it's been five. I'm gonna repeat back. It's been five years and I'm still, I'm still going through it. Right. Um, so, so so I, I haven't uh, chosen the next career path. I have people that are coming at me with different things and different offers. And I promised my husband that for at least once I will be still, and I'm at the sixth or just a little bit past. And, uh, I kind of looked at him and he said, you don't have to be ready. You know, You don't have to be ready. And I was like, he's then yesterday, he's, why don't you go visit your dad for a little bit? Because my dad retired to Jamaica. And there's no better place to be still than sitting down in that yard with that ocean breeze, go and do that. So in the next yeah. couple of weeks, I'm going to be going there to spend a bit of time with my dad before I, you know, before I start anything else. Yeah.
0: that That's the beautiful thing, right? About having a supportive partner who mm-hmm. really, really wants you to be okay mentally, physically. Absolutely. Kind of encouraging you to do some of the things that he knows and you know that you need to do, and giving you the freedom to do that. So that's really beautiful. Congratulations! It is. Well, thank you. <laughs>
1: Thirty-three years. He's my he's my high school sweetheart. Oh, <laughs>
0: it's so sweet. Yeah. All right. So the the one thing, though, well, a couple things one is you are an absolute beast i mean i watch you work out. I'm like, i take that started, as a compliment you started working out at 49 girl you'd be pushing in push-ups out like now what and i'm like wow what an inspiration well,
1: so i, I you, you know
0: people can For look sure. at you yeah people probably look at you and go oh i want to be like that that is not normal <laughs>
1: you know what everybody has their own normal right everyone Uh, has their own normal you know comparison is a thief of joy they say right yeah so um yeah um push-ups are my jam though i love push-ups i feel powerful when i do them i um i feel pumped like when i do push-ups
0: could you do push-ups before you started working with the trainer
1: Girl, are you kidding me? Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely That's un- not. That's
0: would... hard to believe because your form is. It, I cute. swear.
1: I swear. Like, I couldn't even do a modified push up. He kept having to correct me because I could not get it right. I, I was on my knee doing this, the, the modified push ups, and he kept having to stop me to fix my hands. To, and it, I got so frustrated with those darn modified push ups that I thought, you know what? I'm going to try this at home and i'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna you know try to get better at these push-ups because I really wanted to do better. So yeah. the way that I started is I made this game for myself where if I'm gonna go into the shower, I have to hit some push-ups first. So every day, <laughs> I would use the side of my uh, tub to uh-huh. and I would hold on to that and I would um, do a specific number of push-ups, whatever I was capable of at that time. Uh-huh. And the next day, try to do either the same amount of push-ups or even one better. So I was okay. competing with myself. Yeah. Before yes. I knew it, before I knew it, Carla, I was I was killing the push-up game, man. I just okay. and I loved it. I loved uh-huh. it, and it it brought the the upper body strength, brought its way into other areas of my workout. Okay. By just doing those little incremental things and just going small and building
0: hmm. I love that. I love that. And I, I love that you worked on beating your highest score, right? Absolutely. You're competing against yourself. No comparisonitis. Oh, There's oh, no need oh, to look at other people and no. say, Oh, man, I can't do that. Or let mm-hmm. me try to, you know, do what she does. No, do you and do you do the you. best way that you can. And mm-hmm. you will you will get there, you will get to your whatever your next level is.
1: Yeah. Right? Just put your head down. Just put your yep. head down and do the work. And just um, if you keep looking around at everybody else, you're not it, you'll never be like anybody else because you're you and your journey to even get to that point is not the same as that person's journey. You can't compare mm-hmm. your day four to their 400, right? So yeah. you just have to do you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What's the, what's the most unexpected or surprising result of this
1: journey? I think that I, you know, I'll start off by saying that I'm not a social media person and don't laugh at me because (laughs) you see me on Instagram and you think, oh my gosh, you know, she probably has been on Instagram for a while. No, I don't even do Facebook. I only use Facebook to save my candy crush scores. I don't, (laughs) I don't like Facebook. I don't like social media. So Instagram was a surprise for me. Uh Um, I used to just use Instagram, you know, it's my birthday. I'll show a cake and well, happy birthday to me, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Uh As I started this, um, this fitness journey, I started posting about it and I would show, I think I did a post where I showed my, the way I started in the same outfit, the usual thing that people do on these journeys, I showed documented a few pictures you know, as I progressed the body shape, you know, the everything, right. I, I was, I was documenting it. And the surprising thing was there's a community of women on Instagram that are so uplifting, they're Mm -hmm. so supportive, but it's the midlife women. shocked that so many of us because social media is known for negativity. And I Mm -hmm. wanted no part of that. I have enough negativity through my career. know to my job the whole my job is a very toxic job it's it's Mm -hmm. it's very difficult so i wanted to when i left my job to come home each day i wanted no part of negativity so Mm -hmm. social media was so surprising to me because i always told that you know you always hear people saying oh my god the people on social media are so mean these women inspire me they uplift me, they pray for me, they check mm. in on me and I do the same for them. And mm-hmm. I think that midlife, something switches with us ladies, eh? Like we start looking out for each other. Yeah. And that has been the relationships I've, that I've formed virtually, I they're priceless to me, mm-hmm. absolutely priceless. So major surprise on that part. And in the process of trying to motivate myself to keep going, I didn't realize that was motivating others to either start or keep going as well. So we got a little family going where, you know, each day we have a little check-in and, you know, someone will send me a message and going, well, girl, it was a rough week, but I saw you posting that push up thing and it got me off the couch and I got in it, I got it in and I'm like, good for you. You go girl. And we do that for each other. We cheer each other on. So Mm -hmm. it's been surprising, but it's it's been wonderful.
0: Hmm. You just you and you never know outside of that community who else is watching and being. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, this has been such a lovely conversation. I, I I thought it would be. So I'm I'm glad that it's exactly what I thought.
1: Um. Well, you you
0: also you also cook, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I. Uh, that's my that's my I don't know. I I love to cook. I absolutely love to cook. The good part about being someone that you know knows food and knows taste is that when you try to get healthy, you don't have to rely on the outside food. Like I can make the stuff for myself, so mm-hmm. um, that's been a plus because I'm not a diet person. I don't. I the word diet just gives me like that little er, right? I just I, I can't. Um, so what I do is I practice mindful eating, and mm-hmm. mindful eating for me is portion control. It's getting rid of maybe the processed foods and things like that, and just trying my best to eat as clean as I can. But okay. at the same time, I don't deny myself. I don't deny no. myself anything. I make a lot of things at home, yes, but I also like to go out to a restaurant and have a good meal. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I'm i going for the dessert. So don't even ask me, <laughs> do you want to see the dessert menu? The answer 100%. is yes. 100- <laughs> I, all it is, is just knowing that I can't have that every day. Right? Yeah. I can eat it, but I just can't have it every day. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm satisfied with going out with my friend on a Friday evening and eating that dessert. I'm okay yeah. with that. I love my wine. I love to drink my, I, I love wine that complements the food that I cook. Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving that up. I will nope. still have that glass of wine, but I won't have six, right? I mm-hmm. <laughs> will not have six. There's been occasion, but I, on a regular basis, <laughs> I will not have six. I, yeah. I practice mindful eating. I cannot do the diets, like the whole cabbage soup thing. And the.
0: I tried lemonade.
1: that cabbage soup. Oh, <laughs> gosh, the lemonade. I tried that, and my head was killing me by hour two. I mm-hmm. Just even knowing that I'm on this diet freaks me out. I just mm-hmm. cannot. And some people can do that, and kudos to them. But I just, I've never been successful at that. The only thing that has worked for me has been just being mindful about what I eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're saying that because I think people, they see people who are into fitness and wellness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they think, oh, it's so many things that I have to sacrifice. So many things that I have to give up. And like you, mm-hmm. I agree. I am not giving up my wine. I'm not giving up my desserts. Not oh, giving up
1: no. mm-hmm. the you
0: know the things that mm-hmm. I eat when I go out to dinner, but it is it's all about moderation and really looking at your your choices throughout the week and saying yes. is, is it is it time for me to have another one of these? Probably <laughs> not because I had
1: one on Wednesday it. and it's just right, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you end up eating a little bit more than you expect. So what? You start. You just start from there. You're not. Don't beat yourself up over it. It's gone. It's done. Just yeah. move on. Move yeah. on and get back on track. Don't dwell on the fact that I had the entire tray of that brown those brownies. Don't dwell on it. We're human, right? We mm-hmm. make mistakes, and if you think of that as a mistake, but you just have to know that you feel like you've you, you've kind of fallen off in some ways. And that it has to do with exercise as well. Just know that tomorrow's another day and you're going to get back out there. And you're going to do it again. You're just going to, yeah. it's like, you know, do it. You rinse it, you repeat it. You keep going, that's it.
0: Yeah. And if yeah. it's Friday and you've eaten the whole tray of brownies, don't continue to eat trays of brownies <laughs> the weekend and say, I'm going to start you, back on
1: Monday. Exactly, you know, exactly. <laughs> and don't say, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Every day... You, today is tomorrow just, yeah just just do it now just yeah put it down do it now yeah yeah I love it oh thank
0: mm-hmm. you so much for coming on I enjoyed this well,
1: Thank you for having me Carla you know what it's been such a pleasure listening to your podcast you are you, your platform for midlife women I'm always searching for podcasts that I can get information and inspiration from and mm-hmm. I found that with your podcast I really love it.
0: Oh, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it. Oh, thank
1: how can, you. How can people stay connected with you? So people can stay connected with me on Instagram. Um, okay. And I'm at I am Dougie Ng on Instagram. I am on TikTok now, but I am just starting on TikTok, and okay. I'm the same I, at I am Dougie Ng as well. Don't try to message me on Facebook. I don't look at it very much, but I am the same on Facebook as well. But yeah, Instagram is where I'm at. Um, I don't really have the capacity right now to do too much more on social media. I'm hoping to change that, but mm-hmm. Instagram is the best place to reach me.
0: Okay. And I will make sure that I put it down in the show notes so that people mm-hmm. know how to get in touch. And then I'll put your TikTok. And if you have a link to your blog or maybe you haven't started it yet, people can find yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. if, you, uh, if you guys, if you guys want to stay connected with, uh, with me, I'm Carla. Uh, I am GYSB Movement. That's GYSB Movement on all social media platforms. I am on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook was taken from me. It was a uh, hack, so I don't have that anymore. But uh-huh. you can find me. I know you can find uh-huh. me on all, all three of those channels. And we will be doing. Um, the gysb talks podcast in video format in march Mm -hmm. so look forward to that and uh until then i will see you guys next week we drop episodes every monday at 6 a.m pacific standard time so look out for those and until then i will talk to you guys later thank you so much delia
1: thank you carla
0: bye okay goodbye All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.